homage to the Blessed One, Noble One, the Rightly Self-Awakened One. Homage to the Blessed One, Noble One, the Rightly Self-Awakened One. Homage to the Blessed One, Noble One, the Rightly Self-Awakened One. Welcome to all the monks and novices and blessings to all the laity. During this time when we are practicing sitting meditation, may we be determined to develop samadhi. Developing samadhi is training the mind to have peace. This is just the restraint of mind to not go contact with aramana or sense objects. If we don't train in samadhi, then the mind will have thoughts, thoughts and proliferation. When we have thoughts and proliferation, then the mind will go with all these sense objects. It's just proliferation. This sense object is the place that desire or liking gains a footing. The mind will run with all those sense objects. It's just running with the proliferation. The sense object is the place where desire gains a footing and then the mind will have desire along with it. The sense objects are the place where aversion gains a footing and then the mind will have aversion and disliking as well. The sense objects are the place where anger holds on to and then the mind will also have anger. They compare this mind to water that is clear. If we put in black, green, red or yellow colour dye into that water, then the water will change to be a red, green, yellow or black colour. But in reality, that water is actually clear water. There is colour mixed into it and then it appears like various colours. But if we can separate the colour out of the water or we can take the water out of the colour, we filter the water till the clarity arises. Then the water becomes clear as it originally was. Our mind is the same. Originally, the mind is papasara. It is luminous. Originally, the mind has just luminosity. The mind is luminous by nature. But we can see that when the mind gets involved with sense objects, then the mind changes its quality. It is just that the mind follows those sense objects. Like when the mind has a mood of anger controlling it, then the mind gets angry along with it. If the mind has delusion or greed controlling it, then the mind will be deluded or greedy along with it. But the mind's nature is to arise, persist, then pass away. Greed, anger, delusion... These are unskillful, unwholesome qualities. They arise, persist, then pass away as well. Then the mind goes back to be clear as it originally was. But the problem with these sense objects is that when the mind regularly receives external sense objects, then the mind attaches to those sense objects constantly, always. Our mind and these sense objects have no space in between them at all. The gap is so small. Even when we take rest, we may sleep, but there is still dreaming. So there is virtually none of the mind that has peace and stillness, which we call samadhi. There is so little. This is called 
the mind that has no gap between the sense objects. One may be able to maintain one's mindfulness at the level of being able to do work and duties, which is the one that has sufficient rest so that one can fight against the sense objects that enters all day. If the mind has no peace at all, then they may become a person who gets mental problems, such as depression, or they can even start to lose one's mind. If this becomes excessive, that the mind has so much proliferation to the point where there is no mindfulness, then it's called a crazy person. And we can look in this current pandemic, where we are practicing the new normal. What is this practice like? It's a new way of life that is becoming ordinary, that people around the world are practicing. This is that we need to have social distancing, an appropriate distance away from society. If we don't distance ourselves, then we know that we can easily become infected with the COVID-19 virus. Whether we are at home or going out to work, to the market, to do shopping or coming to the monastery, every place will have their rules. One must put on a face mask, use hand sanitizer. There are even some who wear face shields. They stop the infection of viruses really well. Thailand has been widely accepted around the world as having dealt with the pandemic very well, one of the best in the world. And let us look at this with Dhamma. Washing one's hands, cleaning one's body, is called having clean bodily actions. Putting a face mask on would be called protecting our speech. Our speech is clean, that is sila. Cleanliness in actions and speech is called sila. This is like the five moral precepts that we take up every day, or on the lunar observance days that we formally take the five precepts. And to protect ourselves to a higher level of confidence, we would put on a face shield. This can stop the unclean things from outside coming to contact us, and we can protect against it. Or the uncleanliness from our speech, like our saliva that could contact other people, we also protect others as well. And even in this period, it is the first time the monks have come together to listen to the Patimoka recitation and have worn face shields. And the monk chanting the Patimoka as well wore a face shield, so that his saliva would not spread out. But if we think about the past period before this, the other monks would probably have received this blessed water from the chanting of the Patimoka. That is, the saliva from the monk that is chanting that the monks may not have seen or felt at all. But this error is an error of protection. And even chanting the Patimoka, we prioritize protection first. The monks listening wear face shields and the Patimoka chanter wears it as well. And so if we contemplate it in terms of Dhamma, then we will know what we have to do. Each person needs to be cautious. Each person protects themselves and this makes the society safe from the pandemic. By each person being cautious, this is making one's actions good. Like we are sitting meditation here and each person has an innate sila. This is because our body is not harming others. We aren't speaking, our mouths are closed. We have restraint of the mind on the level of sila. 
and in regards to speech, it is well restrained. When we have sila already, then we could say this is as if we have washed one's hands using hand sanitizer. The body is pure, that is, we don't take the life of living beings, don't steal, don't commit sexual misconduct, don't take intoxicants. In terms of speech, we don't use divisive speech, harsh speech, talking nonsense. If we use face masks, then our speech is reduced, and then talking nonsense is reduced as well. Our saliva does not contact others because we are very cautious. And using a face shield improves the protection to another level. This makes us think constantly that now we need to speak as little as possible, speak as little nonsense as possible, so that our saliva does not hit others, and also doesn't come back to us as well. This gives good protection against COVID-19 and its training in Dhamma as well. When we have this pandemic crisis arise, we have a good opportunity as well. Some people are practicing Dhamma. They have opportunities to sit and walk meditation, to chant Itipiso many times a day. If they meditate together as a family, then the warmth of that family grows. It's converting a disaster to become an opportunity. So when we think this way, then we will practice social distancing in the society that we live in with mindfulness. If we put on a face mask or face shield, then we won't be able to speak much. And this is like we have sati, mindfulness, and sampajanya, clear comprehension. When our mindfulness is good and our samadhi is good, then this will protect our mind well. It won't let the mind go attaching to all the sense objects. Because this mindfulness that we develop through meditation will lead to the firmness and stability of the mind to improve. This firm mind is very important. If the mind has firmness and stability, it has good samadhi, then we can be with all the sense objects. When we are with other people, they give us their sense objects. The forms, sounds, tastes, smells, touch, and mind objects or thoughts in the mind. These are called aramana or sense objects. We meet with one person and they give us their moods or sense objects. Some of those sense objects are good, some are bad. They give those sense objects to us. They talk to us and even their non-verbal behavior shows their liking or disliking. Even if they don't speak, but they can show from their non-verbal behaviors whether they like or don't like. And we receive those sense objects or moods. These sense objects, if our mind is not firmly established with samadhi, then the mind will follow those sense objects. So this means we need to train our minds to make our minds be able to separate from sense objects. If the mind is not able to separate from sense objects, that is like the water that is mixed with various colors. It makes the water not pure, not clear. If the mind is involved with sense objects already all day, then this is like in the span of one day, the mind getting born and dying, born and dying for many lives and existences. One moment happiness arises, 
and then suffering arises the next. So we need to be careful. Developing samadhi is that which protects our minds. We can compare this with the people who put on a face shield that protects from the COVID-19 virus. If we have samadhi, then the samadhi will protect our minds well. Because when one has samadhi, one will have rapture, one will have fullness of mind and a peaceful mind. The mind will have inner happiness. And this samadhi may arise during the times we are building goodness, listening to Dhamma, giving alms food or helping society. Samadhi is able to arise at all these times. It's not that we must be sitting still only. The mind can have happiness arise when the mind has samadhi. The sense objects that enter that would make the mind feel uneasy can't enter. This is because our mind has stillness. It has peace. This is training the mind, protecting our mind to not attach to sense objects. And ultimately, this will develop into wisdom. So training in this way is important. And this is so in whatever era or period of time. And even more so in this era, the qualities of mindfulness, samadhi, wisdom, are even more important. When wisdom arises, we'll see that the many things that we have, which are excessive and beyond our ability to consume, and we will have a mind of kindness and compassion, and we help others through sacrificing some things away, putting them in the community charity cupboard, which many countries now have. In Thailand, there are many. Those with wealth, dry food, fruit, they put it in this charity cupboard that has been set up in various locations, so that those who are poor and don't have can take and consume. Some people with high virtue, even though they are poor, they only take one small carton of milk to drink, and they say it's enough, they are full. The things left, they let others take it to consume. This is the arising of an excellent mind with consideration for others. So this wisdom that arises, one may not need to sit meditation to gain it. The wisdom may arise and one feels like one wants to sacrifice for the benefit of others. This could happen and this is wisdom all the same. So it shows that the mind at that time is a mind with peacefulness and stillness. This mind has sila. Sila, Samadhi, Banya will be able to overcome the stinginess in the mind. It is able to give it up. When this is done often, that it becomes second nature, then the mind has greater luminosity step by step. Then learning the way of practice to be able to see and know Dhamma will arise easily. But in the beginning, May you train in developing your mindfulness and samadhi at every opportunity and every time that you're able to. This will progress our mind to develop the clean and luminous mind. May you all grow in Dhamma and grow in blessings.